Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will focus back in on the muni markets as we will check in on recent performance against the backdrop of broader market volatility, as well as what a performance outlook for the asset class looks like over the near term. We will spend some time on some portfolio themes to consider within munis, opportunities as well within closed end funds. So joining us for the conversation today, glad to welcome back Kathleen McNamara, Senior Municipal Strategist Americas, as well as Sangita Marfadia, Senior Closed End Fund Strategist Americas, both with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So Kathleen, Sangita, great to be with you both. Thank you for dropping by the podcast and looking forward to our conversation. Thanks for having us, Dan. Thank you. Absolutely. So, Kathleen, to set the stage, over the past several weeks, fixed-income investors, they've been faced with volatility as a result of concerns surrounding inflation as well as geopolitical tensions. You also factor in anticipated tighter monetary policy from the Fed. So, against that backdrop, Kathleen, how have munis fared over the past month? That's right, Dan. We've certainly witnessed twin perils of escalating consumer prices at home and geopolitical conflict abroad trigger renewed volatility in the U.S. fixed income markets, and the municipal bond market was not immune. The Fed is now poised to pivot and adopt a more restrictive monetary policy as soon as March. The 10-year U.S. Treasury benchmark yield had crossed over that 2% level toward the end of last week, before now sitting a few basis points lower on renewed geopolitical tensions. That leaves the government benchmark yield up by at least 50 basis points since the first week of the year. At the same time, although muni benchmark yields were initially slow to react to the rising rates in the early part of January, they have now caught up with that 50 basis point move to the U.S. Treasury securities amid what I might add is continued volatility. As far as returns go on a total return basis, munis have now lost about 3.3% year to date. That marks the worst start to a year for taxes and paper seen in a few decades. On the bright side, munis are holding up better than their taxable counterparts. By comparison, an index of investment-grade corporate debt is now down by almost 6% as an example. Well, thank you, Kathleen, for that performance update, that context. So it's interesting, this negative total return performance you cited, how has that impacted fund flows? Sure, Dan. I mean, the, the negative return performance has prompted a reversal in mutual fund inflows. Following 20 straight weeks of net cash moving into muni funds at a robust pace, that pivot to a negative total return print did prompt investors to start pulling assets from muni funds. Based on the most recent data available, muni mutual funds have now witnessed outflows for four straight weeks, and that totals about $7.6 billion, and that has placed some downward pressure on municipal bond prices. On a going-forward basis, Kathleen, near-term, what is your performance outlook for munis? Uh, in the near-term, Dan, I mean, munis will continue to be taking their cues from the behavior seen in the U.S. Treasury bond market. You know, the current bout of volatility in munis, it's all about rates rather than muni credit concerns. So as you already know, the muni market does not perform well amid rate volatility and outflow cycles, which places additional downward pressure on prices. We do expect um, outflows from muni funds to continue until Treasury market volatility subsides. So it's, it's all about um, behavior of U.S. Treasury bonds at the moment. 
So Kathleen, I know on a monthly basis within the Muni Market Guide, you do take a few moments to touch on some Muni-related portfolio themes. Uh, what are a few from the most recent edition that you can share with us today? Sure, Dan. In this month's report, uh, we talk about rather than trying to time the market precisely, uh, we do think that the recent backup in yields is offering investors an opportunity to position assets in the tax-exempt bond market at a much better entry point. We recommend a combination of shorter dated bonds where yields have already risen materially by about 90 basis points for a liquidity strategy, along with higher coupon bonds at the longer end of the curve for those investors seeking incremental tax-exempt income opportunities. Bear in mind that premium bonds offer better price protection in an environment where yields are rising and the market itself is still seeking a new equilibrium. I'll end there with that point. Thank you, Kathleen. And just to continue on with perhaps some implementation ideas, that's a perfect segue into the Spotlight article for this month, which does take a look at the implications of rising rates to muni closed-end fund performance. So, Sangeeta, what can you share with us there? Thanks for having me, Dan. Um, what we've seen in light of the fact that muni market's down over 3%, as Kathleen mentioned, closed-end funds are actually down over uh, 10%. This is typical of closed-end funds since they use leverage, and leverage adds to the volatility. So if we look at the underlying net asset values, those are really just down 5%. So NAVs are down 5 markets down over 10 which means discounts have widened. Funds that we cover, leverage funds here, are trading at a discount. We view this as an opportunity. The last time funds traded at such big discounts was back in April of 2020. That was beginning of covid and then if we look at the valuation, back in 2013, which was paper tantrum, is when we saw discounts trade um, at such big levels. So this is where I think opportunity comes in. We are looking at tax-free, federally tax-free income on national leverage funds of over 5%. In fact, there are several names that are over uh, 520, 540, we did publish a note that includes a table of all of the names that we like here. So based on the valuation, the fact that distribution yields are attractive, for, especially for investors in higher income tax brackets, we feel, feel this is a good opportunity to step into the closed-end fund market. Well, Sangeeta and Kathleen, thank you for dropping by top of the morning, Kathleen, for providing a performance checkup on the beauty markets, hitting some portfolio themes that our clients may consider for their portfolios. And Sangeeta, thank you for highlighting the opportunities that exist within closed-end funds as well. Of course, I will encourage our clients listening in to please have a follow-up conversation with their financial advisor if they would like to learn more about the implementation considerations that were touched on by Sangeeta, though Kathleen Sangita, thank you again for dropping by today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Dan. And again, today we've been joined by Kathleen McNamara, Senior Municipal Strategist Americas, as well as Sangita Marfadia, Senior Closed End Fund Strategist Americas, both from the UBS Chief Investment Office. So as a reminder to our clients and their listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO, including the publication which both Kathleen and Sangita have been making reference to during our conversation this morning, uh, that being the most recent municipal 
Municipal Market Guide comes out on a monthly basis. A title for this month is Slippery Slopes. So for UBS clients, please be sure to contact your financial advisor. Again, if you would like to learn more about the topics covered on today's podcast, or if you would like to receive the Municipal Market Guide directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer. 